0: At Gen Z Media, we have a ton of new shows coming out all the time. The best way to stay up to date is by joining our newsletter. Just head over to our website at gzmshows.com and enter your email at the bottom of the page. We promise we won't bombard your mailbox, and you'll be getting Gen Z Media content you can't find anywhere else. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. president roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt dinosaurs had two brains lucky kids live on mars and go to school in flying cars or at least they will one day believe me i'm a historian an astronaut or drive a delorean would i lie it's hard to say Hands hands on fire one's a liar the other This is Pants on Fire. And now, here's your host, Deborah the Hulk Goldstein.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Pants on Fire, the game show where kids live by the sword and lunge towards the truth as they counter the perilous opposition of lies. I'm your host. Deborah Goldstein and in the studio today is our sound effects robot Lisa which stands for live in studio audience
0: and you are our host which stands for hippos often sneeze turbulently
1: No, that is not true.
0: You're not our host?
1: Uh, no, that's true. I'm the host. But host doesn't stand for anything.
0: Well, I think the host of the show should stand for lots of things like honesty, generosity, inclusion.
1: Uh-huh. I, I mean, the host is not an acronym. Honestly, if, if host stood for something, it would be something like help others stay truthful.
0: Hey, Deborah, that's pretty good.
1: Thank you. But it doesn't. So, Lisa, can you please explain how our game works?
0: My pleasure. Every week we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. We hope. What are we lying about today, Deborah?
1: We are lying about the sport of fencing fighting with swords under a set of rules to score points. Lisa, do you know anything about fencing?
0: Yeah, I I tried fencing once, but I discovered quickly that while I do enjoy poking others with swords, I do not like to be poked.
1: I'm God. (laughs) That's understandable, sure. How about if you just say a thing or two about our contestant? Sure,
0: here's a thing or two about our contestant. (laughs) Our human child contestant is a 10 year old who likes to play the cross and has a dog named Buddy, Luke
1: Sparrow. Hi, Hey, hey how are you? I'm good. I'm so glad. Welcome to our studio today to play the game and your dog. Buddy, what kind of dog do you have?
2: Uh, I have an Australian Labradoodle Aww. who is basically a cat yeah like what do you mean um he does everything a cat would do he sits on the corner of the couch he sits on the top of it like you know like a cat would sit like on top of um
1: a refrigerator yeah like a refrigerator (laughs)
2: like if we put him up there he'd just sit there for the entire day wow does
0: he do that thing then cats go meow
2: uh, No. He's getting better with it, though.
1: <laughs> Love that. I want to learn even more about you, Luke. But we're going to do it in our special way. We're going to play Two Truths and a Lie. So we want you to share three facts with us, okay? But two of those facts will be true. One will be a lie. And we have to figure out which one is the lie. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. What are your three facts? Okay.
2: My first one is... I've snowboarded in Colorado.
0: Ooh, fancy!
1: Are you ready for this one? I'm. No. Oh, I'm
0: I think right. I'm ready. Let's find out.
2: I'm allergic to bananas. Oh
0: my gosh!
2: And I've hiked the entire width of the Appalachian Trail. Mm.
0: Okay, he's never hiked the Appalachian Trail. Get out of here. That's nonsense.
1: <laughs> those are fighting words. Okay, what about it, Luke? Which one of those things is a lie?
2: Okay, I have not snowboarded in Colorado. I love to snowboard. Never been in Colorado, though.
1: Oh, that was the tricky part.
2: I have hiked the entire width
1: of the Appalachian Trail, which was like five feet. Five feet? Yeah. That's the width? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look how tricky he is. And uh, you are allergic to bananas? And yes, I'm allergic to bananas. Oh, no. Hey, Deborah. Yes? I'm allergic
2: to bananas. You are not. I sure am. Lisa, I'm sure you're allergic to bananas.
0: So that means I got it right. I got it right! <laughs> no. If you're just tuning in, I got it right.
1: Okay. Our first expert is Gregory Rupp. Gregory, please introduce yourself to Luke.
3: Hi, I'm Gregory Rupp. I am a
4: coach for fencing.
1: Hi. Our next expert is Ella Capanetti. Ella, please introduce yourself to Luke.
4: Hi, Luke. I'm Ella Cappanetti Hi. I was a member of the women's Olympics foil team for the U.S.
1: Wow. Oh. <laughs>
0: Drop it like a hot
1: That sounds like an invitation to start our game
0: Really? I thought I uh, used the hot seat sound
1: You did yeah. That's what that sound tells us Oh, right, right, sorry Okay, yeah, it's hot seat time, yes, everybody Yes, that's when we put our experts hot on the seat hot seat time. While they answer Luke's questions Lisa, which expert should we put on the hot seat first?
0: Uh, Gregory Rupp, because you could say,
1: what's up, Rupp? (laughs) Okay,
0: fine. Speaking of which, what's
1: up, Rupp? What's up? All right, Luke, what question do you have for Gregory? Okay, Mr. What's up, Rupp? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Okay, um,
2: can you explain the rules about fencing? Like, what you had to teach your students?
3: All right, fencing involves two fencers. They face off on what's called the fencing strip. And they can't go sideways as much because the strip is only about four feet wide, but they can go forward and backwards for 45 feet. They will try their best to hit their opponent and open up their opponent and try to trick their opponent so that they can find an opening to hit. And the electric machine will show you when they hit. There's a button at the tip of the foil so that when um, when you press it against your opponent, the light will actually turn on. Sometimes both lights go on and the referee has to decide By by rules called right of way, who got the touch? Who got the last block and then the hit?
0: Who got the touch? It's who (laughs) Who got got the touch? touch?
3: <laughs> nice. Um, if it's a five-touch bout, whoever gets five first wins. You can um make four mistakes and still win the bout. So once you get that fifth touch, if time runs out after three minutes, um, whoever has the higher score will win. If it's at that moment, if it happens to be tied, it's sudden death. Whoever gets the next touch will win.
2: Who's gonna die? Uh, um, Who's gonna die? Ella, um, how long has fencing been around?
4: Fencing, as in the sport of modern fencing, uh, since 1700s, I guess. Wow, you're super
1: old. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't there oh, when they oh, started sorry. fencing. Oh, sorry, misunderstood. That yeah. would have been cool
2: if she
4: That's was true.
1: there. That's true. A little time-traveling expert yeah. as well, I think, yeah. Um, where did
2: fencing, like, first come from, like, the first idea of it?
1: The
4: first idea of it?
1: Um, I guess England. Is there a history lesson that goes along with training for the Olympics? Is that something that you learn on the job in training?
4: You know, my dad, um, my dad's from Italy. And uh, when he got here, he was horrified that they didn't have, like, there they they have fencing in schools, like, like we have soccer and basketball. Like, he was kind of horrified by that. So... He started teaching me at an early age and that came with a history lesson, but it came with one from, you know, a guy from Italy who claims that fencing originated in Italy and France stole it and the whole nine yards. But I believe there was a lot of uh, sword fighting that fencing came from prior to that uh, throughout the ages as, as long as blades have been used to uh, injure people.
2: Okay, um, Gregory, please t- describe the different types of fencing.
4: Um, for
3: sports fencing, there's three different weapons. There's the FA, the foil, and the saber. The epee you hit with the tip, the foil you hit with the tip, and the saber you hit with the side.
1: So if the first two you both hit with the tip, what's the difference between those two?
3: Excellent question. The epee target area is the entire body, while the foil is just the torso, including the mm. front and the back, of the chest and the back. Epee has no sort of rule system, while foil does. Yeah, foil
4: uh, is far more civilized.
2: I see. Gregory, what is the slowest type of fencing?
3: Good question. Um, saber is the fastest. Epe can go to slowest, but to, to assume that your opponents are slow is um, a false assumption. You They will always speed up in order to get you. So things happen slowly in Epe, and they can happen slowly in foil too, but when people get close, they go fast.
2: Why is Epe the slowest?
3: You're usually trying to find the best way to get close to your opponent without them knowing it. I would try
0: and be their friend, and I would get them a birthday present, (laughs) and I would say, we're going to be super friends, and then I'd be like, ah, you got (laughs) EPE.
3: It Uh, is uh, a birthday surprise
4: like that, yes.
2: Yes. Ella.
4: Yes. How long
2: is a match? Uh,
4: Well, there's three minutes in each bout, and a match is when you get up to, well, are you talking foil, or?
2: Can you tell me about all of them?
4: I can tell you more specifically about foil. Yeah, just foil. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's been many years. Uh, it's three minutes per match, or up to five points. And then for the next bout, it's 10 points. For the next bout, it's 15 points until you get to uh, 45. And so the entire match itself might last a couple hours.
2: Gregory, describe the area that the match is held on.
4: It's on the edge of a mountain. Yes. <laughs>
3: That would be. That,
2: that would be. That is
3: fun. Um, there are people who like to take the fencing strip and the piste outside, yeah. and we try to do that sometimes when we have battery-powered machines. But for the most part, we're in, in, mostly an indoor sport, especially when it rains. And um, <laughs> we, uh, but we fence on the fencing strip, or it's also known as the piste, and um, and that's usually the that's the place that you fence. You don't fence in a circle. You fence in a straight line.
2: Ella, I have another question for you. Okay. Um, what type of training did you do as an Olympic fencer? Like, in between your matches, did you just rest or did you train?
4: Oh, well, (laughs) with my dad there was very little rest. It's it's pretty much training, though you do have to rest your quads, you can't go at it every day because of the stances that you're having are especially, you know, hard on the quads. you, there's a lot of practice and uh, eventually when I got with a coach and started touring the tournament circuits mm. um, That's pretty much, you know, anytime you're not practicing you're in the tournament circuits
2: Ella, can you name two other Olympian fencers?
4: Uh, Ibtaj Muhammad is my favorite right now And then uh, the very, very first um, female Olympian, Ellen Osler won the 1924 Paris Games. She's from Denmark.
2: Gregory, what is the funniest story that happened to you in your fencing teaching career?
4: To
3: get a gold medal one time, I had to do this ridiculous crouch-down position with covering my head from a fencer who was 6'9 and able to reach over my back. And somehow I scrunched down enough to fit into a box and cover my head <laughs> with the saber and was able to make that parry and make the hit even though I fell on my back. But right afterwards.
1: It's time for the shorts on fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. There's no time to retreat, so get ready for this quick bout. Luke, let's start with... Gregory, and ask your shorts on fire questions now. Go. What do you call a friendly game between fencers?
3: About...
2: Why are the uniforms white?
3: Tradition. Show the blood.
2: (laughs) The first electronic scoring machine was invented in what year?
3: I'm going to have to guess in the 30s, but I don't know for sure.
2: Name one reason a fencer might get a yellow card.
3: Oh, gosh, so many different ways. In saber, if you cross your feet forward, uh, it's called flesh, and you can get a yellow card for that.
2: What is the word for a fake attack?
0: Feign. That is all the time that the time has.
1: Excellent. Now we're moving on. Time to ask Ella your shorts on fire questions. Ale. Go. What defensive move is used to in a block an opponent? I'll recover. What sword is known as a
2: cutting weapon? The saber. What year did fencing become the Olympic sport? 1872. Which came first at the Olympics? Woman's foil or woman's saber? Women's saber. What is the worst card a referee can give a fencer?
0: I'm breaking up with you card. (laughs) A red card.
2: On the other side of the fence, what is always greener? The grass.
1: That is the time that we had. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much, experts. Thank you, Luke. It's decision time. Now our contestant Luke cannot sit on the fence as he is the jury for this match. Luke, can you point out our liar, liar, pants on fire?
2: Okay, I think it's Gregory.
1: <gasps> Why do you think Gregory? I think is it's our... Gregory
2: because um, I did research and some of the answers were wrong.
1: Which one's in the shorts? Um,
2: no, not in the shorts. Oh. Um, about the what the fencer's uh, fence on. It's Let's called see. a, I think it's like a piss. No, no, like Pist. a piston. piece Pist. piece Pist.
1: Pist. mm-hmm. Pist. Okay, so we're going to see if your fact finding is on point. Can the actual true fencing expert let us know who you are?
3: It's me, Gregory.
1: <gasps> oh, oh Gregory Rupp is a fencing expert who coaches kids and adults of all ages at Queen's Fencing Club where he teaches classes, camps, and lessons. I'm so sorry Uh, but that is there was a lot of information there to kind of keep track of wasn't there so let's do some fact checking Gregory what do you have to say about what Luke said about the piste
3: well that is a term for it people more commonly say fencing strip but when everybody there's a lot of terminology in fencing that's very French in other countries and so we in America have our own way of saying things and we a lot of times use those general international terms but not always Days. So it is called a fencing strip, it is also called a fencing
1: piste. But you did say you said piste earlier too. I, I think you used that too. Was it how about, Gregory, were there facts that Ella shared that were like false attacks?
3: Um she did her best. Um she was amazing actually. Um the first Olympics was the first time fencing was in the Olympics, and I believe that was 1896.
1: Just to go over some of the shorts questions, too. The defensive move to block an opponent's blade is called a parry. Yes. And the worst card a referee can give a fencer is a black, black. card. Gregory, why would somebody get a black card?
3: Ah, uh, Bad sportsmanship mostly. Oh. Um, and anything worse than that, there are such rules that are written in where you can't throw your mask down to the ground oh. and anger. And I actually get you automatic black card as well.
1: Oh. Interesting. And Ella, what about uh, the facts that you shared today? Were there any others that you shared that deserved a red card?
4: Yeah, specifically I lied a bunch during the um the fast. The shorts rounds. The, the, the shorts round. Yeah, yeah I
1: said a lot of
4: those were true. <laughs> <laughs> what? See? if you just if you just say it with confidence.
1: Yes. Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently that wins the day. But um also
4: I don't I have no reason to believe that in Italy they fence in school like we uh, play basketball. Like all of that was did,
2: have you ever actually tried fencing
4: no god no
1: (gasps) oh well maybe you should it sounds like a great sport i've always wanted Mm -hmm. to that is all that we have time for today thank you to our contestant luke who did his best to guard us from lies and thank you to our expert and liar gregory and ella and to lisa for playing sounds to the hilt and of course many thanks to our listeners tuning in to pants on fire where we foil the liars and recover the truth
0: Pants on Fire is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit bestrobotever.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at Pants on Fire Cast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. Also, you could just follow us around the parking lot and be like, hey, isn't that Lisa? And I'll be like, come on, I need some privacy. Be loud. Okay, bye.
2: G-Z. Give me a Z!